my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So today's episode is about a topic that I know I have addressed uh, several times and in several different ways, either as a specific topic or as a side tangent, but because of recent conversations, or I guess ongoing conversations that I will have with people who I'm colleagues with, or people who are in my family, or people who are my friends, or people who are my clients, it just seems like this is a consistent message that we need to hear and embrace and keep top of mind all of the time because it is so easy to forget and it's so easy to get overwhelmed without realizing that we're overwhelmed when we're not keeping this in mind. And it is the importance of resting is the importance of taking a break. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. With the crazy heat waves we are experiencing this summer, especially here in Texas, it can be hard to stay fresh while you're out and about. And that's why I've incorporated the Honey Pot's foaming wash and wipes into my daily routine. The Cucumber Aloe Honey Pot wipes provide a quick refresh when I leave a day of errands and head to a girls' night with friends. If you're heading to an outdoor concert or festival, the Honey Pot wipes are a must to keep you fresh between the fun. Both the foaming wash and wipes are plant-derived, backed by science, dermatologist-approved, 
gynecologist approved and hyperallergenic. Get 25% off your first order from thehoneypot.co slash summer. That's T-H-E-H-O-N-E-Y-P-O-T dot C-O slash summer to get 25% off your first order and join the hive today. And my worry, even as I say that as the intro, is that the women who need to hear this, if I don't title this podcast something super sexy sounding or super super engaging and kind of trick people to want to listen to this, the women who need to hear this aren't going to even click on the episode. And then the women who may automatically, you know, new episodes out, they just automatically start listening. They're like, oh, this is about resting and taking a break. I, I already know all that. I already know everything I need to know about that. And then not listen to this episode. But if there's one thing that I, I see repeatedly is that there's women from all corners of all backgrounds, of all economic status, um, of all family structure systems, of all relationship statuses who need to learn and have a really, really hard time taking breaks and resting and is leading to burnout, is leading to sickness, is leading to depression, is leading to overwhelm, is leading to resentment and rage, is leading towards uh, destructive relationships, um, is leading to numbness because everyone is just trying to keep their head above water and smile while they're doing it. Because we've never learned what is actually the normal balance between having ambition and having goals and having relationships you want to invest in and also being able to take a break and breathe. And that breathing is really, really, really important for you to keep going every day. And not just life breath, but actually... Exhaling, and it is a lost art for many of us, especially those of us who do consider ourselves movers and shakers and life givers, and the ones who keep the lights on, and the ones who have dreams and desires that we really want to cultivate and grow. Um, it can it can be not until it's too late, and we're starting to see the fractures in our life, and we're starting to see. The, the consequences of not slowing down that we're like, oh, okay, now, now I need to take a break. And then when you take that break, that break is either too short or it is insufficient because what you're doing to actually make yourself take a break isn't actually taking a break. So it's just making you more stressed, more overwhelmed. You don't feel better when it's over, which makes you think, when people talk about taking breaks, they're just blowing smoke up my butt. Like it, it doesn't actually do anything because the way that you were taking the break, the way that you were trying to rest wasn't actually restful. And so, you know, after I've talked with colleagues who are going through burnout, who I truly love and who are like, uh, I, I don't, I ain't got it right now. Um, I literally have, I'm in a Facebook group of, um, of moms and somebody, their business is um, titled Love for Knitting. And that's not the real title of their business name. I'm intentionally changing it because I know some of y'all are nosy like I am. And you will Google <laughs> to, 
to try to <laughs> you will Google the name of the business and the city you think I'm in <laughs> just so that you can try to figure out who this person is. Uh, that is not her business name. I'm telling you right now, but it is love for knitting. And uh, she was saying in the Facebook group, you know, I don't really feel the love for this anymore. And I'm just so tired and I'm just overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. Um, family members who are starting to feel the impact of of being overwhelmed and not taking breaks and also having issues with their heart and their blood pressure. And of course, you know, women that I work with just trying to find balance. And so y'all, like I said, every corner all around uh, the world, this is a consistent theme that I see. So for today's episode, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the reasons we don't take breaks, I'm going to talk about some things that don't count as breaks so that you can hopefully avoid them in the future or know that if this is what you're doing, that you need to um, do a real one. And I'll talk a little bit about what uh, that looks like for you. And also, just to be clear, me talking about the reasons why we don't take a break is just as important as if I were to just say, okay, here are 12 things you can do to take a break, which may or may not be helpful because everybody's lifestyle is different. What feels restful to people is different than other people. For some people, they need to be outside and be in nature. And for other people, they really just need to go and sit in a hot tub and relax and let the bubbles soothe them. You know, like it's different for each person. But Talking about the mindset is important because the mindset is what's going to stop you from actually taking a break. The mindset is going to make, it's going to sabotage this for you. The mindset is going to keep you sick. You're going to struggle with resting and actually having the contentment you're striving for. I said this in a previous version of this episode because I um, was recording it before and I didn't like how I was teaching it. Um, But in the previous version, I shared how Every woman who I know who's super ambitious and who's uh, um, feeling overwhelmed or super stressful, super stressed, every woman who's in that place is doing it so that on the other side of it, she can actually finally rest. So she's working lots of hours, pulling multiple jobs, multiple um, sources of income so that she can have enough money and build a lifestyle so that her and her kids and her family will not have to stress and she can finally be at peace, right? She can finally rest once she has enough. The woman who is getting multiple degrees so that she can finally get her doctorate, um, do her dissertation, get published, uh, make her name known so that she can get research grants and finally um, be taken, have her name respected in in the academia space. And then once all that happens, then she can rest. The woman who is working full time and then coming home and doing her side hustles and doing all of her other things so that she can get her business off her ground, off the ground so she can finally be her own boss and rest. You know, like we're all doing these things so that we can ultimately rest at the end. But if you have a subconscious bias against resting and taking a break because it feels weak to you, it feels like it's um, frivolous, it feels like it's, you feel guilty for resting, and you think that resting is actually you getting sick, or there being a half day off, and that was enough rest for you, and then back to the grind. When you have the opportunity to actually take a break, you're not going to take breaks. 
You're just going to continue to fill your life with more things, with more distractions, with more pressures, with more responsibility, with more crises, because you do not know how to slow down. And so we have to be aware of how our brain will get in the way of allowing us to actually recharge. We are not meant to go 24-7, y'all. We are not meant to do that. Even those of us who consider ourselves super um, aggressive or, like I said already, ambitious and all of that, like you can go balls to the wall, but if your body is breaking down along the way, then what's the point, right? If your mental health is crumbling because you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and the things that used to bring you joy are not bringing you joy anymore, then what is the point, right? So learning how to be present in today and take breaks in your everyday life is crucial, you know, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And let's go ahead and jump on in. Let's start off by talking about things that don't count as breaks, just so that we're clear. And you may have some other ones that come to mind for you or things that you may have done that you're like, wow, I thought I was really doing something, but I'm not. And so go ahead and add to this list, but I only have four just for the sake of time and uh, just to kind of get the juices flowing. So one thing that does not count as a break is getting sick. Getting sick does not count as a break. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in casual or professional or friendship or family conversation and someone tells me, yeah, I was really stressed, but um, such and such kid brought this sickness home or, you know, I caught COVID. (laughs) So I guess I caught up on my rest. And I'm like, girl, COVID, being sick in bed with COVID does not count as rest. You having to stay home because your child brought home some kind of viral infection that infected the whole household, and so you were incapacitated and couldn't work, does not count as rest. You, let's get out of, um, you know, viral sicknesses. You having to go to the hospital for surgery and then coming back home for recuperation does not count as vacation. You having to have... um, Emergency surgery does not count as vacation. And these are real things that we will tell ourselves count as a break because outside of them, we weren't planning to have a break anyways. If we didn't contract COVID, if we didn't fall down and break our leg, if we didn't find out that we had fibroids that we had to get out now versus kind of letting them continue to to grow um, in a lot of different ways that we could neglect ourselves, right? Which could be a whole other episode when we talk about physical health. But outside of these moments, outside of these sick days, we weren't planning on taking a break anyways. And so it's almost as if we're just trying to make the most out of the limits that life has given us, which is actually a good thing. But if that is your only time that you're resting, when your body is literally trying to heal itself so that it can get back to base level, that's not actually resting. Okay. Um, Let me keep going and then I'll talk about what resting is. Another thing that is not resting is if there's already an established long weekend for your job or there's a federal holiday and you take that, that that does not count as resting. And the reason why I'm telling you that that long weekend does not count as resting is because typically 
on those long weekends, we will fill our weekends with lots of responsibilities as well. So we don't actually get to rest because somebody's having a cookout. We don't actually get to rest because if it's not a federal holiday and the banks are open or other stores are open, we're going to fill it with other errands that we have to do. It does not count as a rest day because we will spend the whole weekend feeling guilty about the fact that we're not doing our laundry or we're not, you know, getting groceries or meal prepping for the week. And so even though we're laying down, our mind is stressed because of all the things on our to-do list we're not doing, right? And so... The, the weekends, even if it's a long weekend, we're just kind of conditioned to have our mind constantly going where we're trying to fit all these things in. The to-do list just switches from being career-based to social-based or family-based or friend-based and us trying to fulfill all those responsibilities instead of actually being with ourselves. Resting is about you taking a moment to breathe and being in connection being present, being grounded with yourself. And this is something that introverts and extroverts need. We all need to be able to take our bodies out of the fight or flight mode. And fight mode can also look like us doing all of these really great things if we're doing them back to back. If we're going from social event to social event, if we're going from mixer to mixer, if we're going from project to project, shopping trip to shopping trip, and it's just one thing after another, our body never knows how to regulate and be in calm. That's why for so many of us, we, we only have two modes. Either we're immediately on and doing all of the things or we're crashing and we're numbed out and we have no energy and we can't do anything at all to where even us laying down and even us resting or eating all the Cheetos or smoking all the weed or whatever it may be that we're using to try to self-soothe that doesn't feel enough because our body has crashed. Our body is in flea mode. Our body is in flight mode. And so if you live your whole life in fight or flight and you're wondering why you can never find calm, that's why. That is exactly why. That is why we have to train ourselves to actually rest, to not see midday breaks as an inconvenience. And when I say midday breaks, I mean when you see, have a a teacher like me, a teacher or a coach or a mentor, a healer who's trying to tell you to take moments to meditate, to take moments to breathe, to take dance breaks. And you're like, all right, girl, I'll see. (laughs) I'll, I'll see if I get to that. Um, or I'll do it for a little bit, or you'll try to rationalize it and intellectualize it, intellectualize it and try to think logically, okay, what? Let me sit here for the three minutes that I could be putting on a Janet Jackson song, which is who I put on. Um, um, love my Janet. Um, but in the three minutes that I could be listening to this Janet Jackson song and actually moving and dancing, I'm actually going to sit here and think, um, think about taking a break. And think about what is the merit of taking a break. And if I were to take a break, would that really actually help me? And then because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking and I'm breathing. All right. Well, that was enough thinking back, back to the, back to my to-do list. Right. Um, no, 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 no. We have to train our bodies every day to stop running so that we stop living our lives either in hypervigilant mode or in the sad depressive mode. 
And also, you know, of course, this podcast talks about relationships in general that carries on not only in our relationship with ourselves, but in our relationships with other people. So in fight or flight mode, looks like, okay, I'm constantly looking for some type of stimulation. So I'm constantly looking for them to affirm me to let's hang out, let's talk, what's going on with you and, and need needing that regulation for you to feel regulated because you're, you just sitting there and being in the moment and being present with them. It, you can't tolerate that. So you need that stimulation because to just sit there and be present is scary for you. Your body goes into hyperdrive. It goes into fear mode because it's like, all right, it's too quiet. It's too calm. It's, it's, everything is, is too neutral. What's, what's happening here? If we're not talking, if we're not having sex, if we're not fighting, if we're not doing something, I don't know how to be here. And it's because, y'all, it's because we do not, not know how to take breaks and rest in our everyday life. This is a trauma response. This is all a trauma response that we have to unlearn and literally learn how to rest is how we can repair ourselves and repair our relationships as well. And we will provoke. We can't. We can. We might. We could. We, we will provoke fights and prov- provoke crisis and chaos when nothing needs to be there or fractures in our relationship and we're looking for a hole because we're not talking well really your relationship could be just fine it could just be that y'all are in a peaceful place but you don't know what that looks like um and then the other extreme is the the freeze mode so either freezing or fleeing that's when you're numbing out that's when you're detaching that's where you're disconnecting and so being in relationships where you're just so overwhelmed right so you're so overwhelmed in your everyday life you have nothing to give in your other in your um intimate relationships in your primary relationships that you show up and your heart's not in it and then don't let them really want you to talk to them and and spend time with them and be happy to be there how dare they Do they not know what you're going through? How dare you be so inconsiderate and so selfish to really want me to be present? And, you know, even with that, I mean, there's a little bit of um, of validation on both sides, right? Like you're legitimately feeling overwhelmed and you're legitimately feeling the need to just have a break. And at the same time, people who love you want to spend time with you because they like you. And them wanting to have some connection with you is not a bad thing. And so if we're not a place where we're able to be in touch with, okay, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, and this is how I need to take care of myself, it can be easy for us to feel like everybody is trying to pull and take from us, even the healthy people who would show up for us in the way that we need them to if we only knew how to communicate what it was that we needed from them. The next thing that does not count as a break, and this is the one that I am absolutely guilty of, and I'm talking to myself, is bringing a little bit of work with you on your break when you do go on break and go on vacation. So this can be an issue if you have set your sights on taking a day off, taking a break, taking a vacation, um, going out of town, and you cannot, will not (laughs) leave your computer leave your iPad, leave whatever is your work device home because just in case, what if you need it just in case? Or not even the just in case because sometimes, especially if you have a job that actually does require you to be on call or it is your business and you don't have necessarily systems in place that can take care of emergencies when you're out, which if 
that is you, I really suggest that you try to create some systems for yourself so that you can have a mental break in addition to a physical break. But let's say that you do not have one of those positions, but you take your computer just in case you um, get bored or just in case to check your email so that you are not getting too far behind. And I think that that could be part of it because you don't want to be overwhelmed on Monday, but also maybe you do not know how to rest and you don't know how to actually separate yourself for too far from work, from the pressure, from the stress. Otherwise, it feels too foreign and you don't know what to do with yourself. So with all of those said, let's talk about some of the reasons why we don't take a break so that way we can start to shift our mindset and know that we are deserving of a break. And the first thing, the first reason why we don't take a break often is we don't feel as if we have suffered enough to earn one. We don't feel as if we have worked enough hours, that it's the right time. And really what's underlying that is that our stress level is not high enough for us to take a break. So we have to reach some undetermined point in our stress and our body and our overwhelm to qualify to taking a break. Instead of thinking that breaks and vacations and rest should be an everyday regular experience for us. That's why for those of you who've already gotten the planners, you will see uh, we have a planner here, Black Girls Hill, our Love Woman co-planner that we use to help you guide your year and build your relationships and build your relationship with yourself and also. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Com. So all the stuff that goes with the planner. Anyways, within the planner, there's pre-work. There's pre-work for when you first start and then also at the beginning of each of your quarters. So the year is separated into three-month periods. And in each of those three-month periods, we start off your pre-work and you're assessing the next three months of your life with, okay, where are you going to plan your breaks? Where are you going to plan your rest? 
and doing that proactively up front instead of it being something that comes reactively after you are burnt out, after you are feeling overwhelmed, after you've had a breakdown, after you are fantasizing what it would be like if you just ran away and no one could know where you were, right? All of the things that our brain goes to when it's trying to tell us, hey, this is too much, please, please slow down. And we can't really figure out where to take a break from because we've already built a lifestyle that is built, that has the overwhelm built in. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So you have to aggressively, I'm telling you this right now, you have to aggressively, aggressively plan your vacations right now. You need to pull out your calendar for 2022 because I'm recording this in December 2021. Um, But I need you to pull out your calendar over the next year. And I need you to pick three weekends, three weekends or three weeks, whatever works for your schedule, that you are going to take a vacation. That is not already a set vacation for your work schedule. You need to do it for at least three days. And also... What I also encourage people to do is to figure out where you're going to take your mental mental health days in addition to the vacation, right? Y'all, life, if, if your adulthood life is like my adulthood life, <laughs> there are a lot of things that come up that you know are coming up and things that you don't know that are coming up that are legitimate life stressors. And if you can only take a few days from having to engage in that every four months, that is probably better than what you may be doing if you're someone who doesn't actually take breaks unless you're sick or something like that happens. But even with that, you still kind of need a little stopgap, a little moment in between that as well. Some of us do this already, especially those of us who don't really struggle as much with codependence in the workplace. Some of us will already say, look, I'm calling in. <laughs> look, they're they going to have to see me when they see me because I'm not going in today. So if you already know that this is something that you have to do often, let's go ahead and plan for it. Let's go ahead and plan for it so that this isn't like you're, you don't get to a place where you're fed up or you are angry at someone or you just need to run away, but it's something that you actually have, you have to look forward to. Like, you know, your break is coming. 
The second reason that we don't take a break, I've already talked about this, is that we've normalized stress as our go-to response. If we are not stressed and doing thing after thing and going from job to job, project to project, social event to social event, responsibility to responsibility, um, Pinterest project to Pinterest project, convention to convention, we don't know how to act. We don't know what to do with that, with that empty space. It feels scary. It feels overwhelming. It feels wasteful. And so we have to actually learn that that contentment that we're actually looking for and building for, we can actually start to build those moments today instead of waiting for the one day that it will happen. Because if we don't know how to build those moments today, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's not going to be any easier to actually engage in it and to and to receive it. Uh, the second thing or the third reason why it is hard for us to take a break is that we weren't modeled what it looks like. I've talk, talked often about that has been something that I have had to learn because it wasn't modeled to me, especially by the women in my family, the women role models that I had, like my mother, who worked all of the time. And so I absolutely adopted that where to be Uh, successful in life, to make sure that you keep all the things in the air, to make sure that everything keeps going is that you have to constantly work and work and work and be five steps ahead of things that can happen down the road. And even if there is some wisdom in that, also there is wisdom in knowing how to enjoy the fruits of your labor and to relax and to take a break and to dote on yourself and to practice self-care and to practice breathing and to practice exhaling and to practice really living in present moment instead of worrying about tomorrow let's get present in today and having a little bit of a balance between the two so if you're also someone who didn't really have a lot of role models with people around you who balance taking breaks and resting and relaxing or the people who you saw resting and relaxing may be presented as seeming lazy and irresponsible or people that everyone had to clean up their messes behind. You also didn't have a really clear balance that you can actually be responsible in life and have goals and have ambition and have direction and drive, but also know how to smell the roses and know how to enjoy the life that you are building as you are building it instead of waiting for permission one day to to enjoy it, not realizing that you're the one who gives yourself the permission to do so. The next reason why it could be hard for us to take a break is we can be codependent with our jobs or our family members or our partners or our kids. And so this goes back to what I was saying before about having guilt. If I'm not there, what are they going to do without me? If I'm not there, they can't function. If I'm not there, then the what ifs. Meanwhile, When you are not there, or even when you were not there before, somehow these people were able to live their life without you. You know, I say it all the time, especially to my to my um, students who can be in codependent relationships with their parents and caregivers. With the fact that your parents and caregivers and the adults in your life or your romantic partners, they had whole lives before you. They were able to figure out life and navigate life before you were even here, before they knew who you were. And so if you are going into this with a little bit of um, Messiah complex or ego or just codependence, thinking that you have to be there, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself that you don't need to put on yourself. 
because they are the ones who are in charge of themselves. If you work in a job, especially if you are a fellow healer or in a helping profession, if you're a teacher, if you are a counselor, a social worker, and you love what you do and you love your people and you love your clients and you love your students, you can also potentially get into a place where you're like, well, if I'm not there, they're just going to be further behind or, you know, other people on my team, other people on the project, they don't actually really know the people as much as I know them and they don't really care as much as I care and all of this stuff. And here's the thing, the people around you, the people in your care need you to be healthy. And if you are not mentally and emotionally and physically healthy, they can see it, they can sense it, they can feel it, and it will impact your work. And so you need to take a break so that you can actually show up and be good for them. And then the second thing is you have to make way for other people to show up and to help you. You know, sometimes we can be so overwhelmed because we're trying to do everything ourselves and show up in all the places and in all the roles and in all the responsibilities so that even if people did want to help us, there's no room for them to do so because we're like, I got it. I got it. And you're trying to have your hands in everything and you need to move out the way. You need to move out the way so that you're your partner can help you with the lesson plans, with the team agenda, with the project outline. Delegate and let some things go. Your kids need to see mom take a break. They need to see mama be happy, to to feel relaxed, to smile. It's going to be a lot easier for you to parent if you're able to go and take a break and go to spend time by yourself instead of hiding in a Target parking lot (laughs) because you're not ready to go home. Not that I've ever done that before, or maybe I have a couple of times, you know, like, but to actually take real breaks so that you can come back and be rested and rejuvenated. And let me, let me say this as someone who has really, you know, y'all have heard me talk about this as someone who's really been very intentional about building these practices into her life, especially over the last three or four years when you start to actively have these as part of your daily life, you, I have, I'll speak for myself. I have had multiple moments where I'm like, is this okay? Is it really okay for me to be this at peace right now? Is it really okay for me to not be trying to run to the next thing? Is it really okay with this never ending to-do list of things to do, emails in my inbox, people who want to work together, different projects that I have been wanting to finish or wanting to start for forever, even with all those those things going on, is it okay that I am actively and happily choosing to just rest and relax right now? That I'm actively choosing to catch up on a TV show? That I'm actively choosing to um, spend time with my son and uh, have fun with him and laugh with him? It, is it okay for me to feel this way? Is is this really how it's supposed to be? Do I need to worry about something bad happening to mix all this up? Because that's the other thing that can happen when we are in a whole lot of peace and we're actually creating this lifestyle for ourselves. We can be afraid that we're going to jinx ourselves. We can be afraid that oh, that means that something bad is about to happen or there's a crisis coming. And if I'm too at peace, at least if I'm stressed out, I can almost have this fake control over my life that the universe, that the spirits, that the energy knows, okay, Sheena's all consumed with this. So we're not going to put too much on her plate. 
like that the universe knows what my threshold is. So if my threshold, if I'm actually too happy, if I'm too at peace and something bad is going to happen and what I can happily report is that's not the case, y'all, that when you, when you actively start to rewire your nervous system to, to look for peace, to thrive in peace, instead of thriving in the stress and the overwhelm, that becomes your new normal. And that's okay. And, you know, that leads to the next reason why it can be hard for us to take a break, which I've already kind of alluded to. And for those of us who have children, if that can be mom guilt. And it could be fears that we are going to wound our children if we are spending too much alone time away from them. You know, especially those of us who are aware of trauma and we're doing our own healing work and we're trying to break generational curses. And so if I'm spending too much time doing my hobbies or if I'm spending too much time working on me and I'm not spending enough time with my kids, then are they going to have emotional neglect issues? Are they going to have abandonment issues? Are they going to miss me? And I'm going to hear about this in therapy, you know, 10 years later. And here's, here's some things for you to keep in mind. I've already said the first one, which is your children need to have a happy mother. If mom is dysregulated, if mom is depressed, if mom is anxious, if mom is feeling um, numb in this world and unable to emote because she's so stressed out, that is going to affect your relationship with your kids and they're going to internalize that. You know, your kids want you to be happy and so you don't want your kids to feel like it's their responsibility to try to make themselves smaller and to not be so much of a burden because they see that it's hard for you to take a break. And there are tons and tons of other podcasts and resources that focus on maternal health and and learning to build that balance that can help you um, live that out in a way that shows up the best for you. I just want to introduce that for right now, but the second thing is with the attachment scares is that your children also, in, in addition to knowing, secure attachment is not just knowing that if I need something, my mom is going to be there, but also be able to have that healthy balance with, okay, we can have distance in this relationship and it doesn't mean abandonment. That mom can be in the other room or she can be in the same room and I can play with the confidence and security that mom is not going to leave me and that she can be her own person and I can be my own person and that we can still be healthily connected. Like that's the foundation to healthy attachment as adults, that I can be partner with someone and they can have their own identity and I can have my own identity and they can have their own opinions and they can have their own hobbies and I can have my own opinions and my own hobbies and we can still be very much in love and connected and have friendship and we don't have to be completely enmeshed. So you having your own identity outside of being a mother and having your own likes and interests is teaching your child how to do that as well, right? They might even, and you getting your own hobbies, they might discover that they like the hobby too and want to do it with you. And now you have a little buddy (laughs) who likes what you like, right? But that gets into hobbies. So that's a little bit of a tangent from talking about rest, but going back to modeling, you want your children to know how to self-regulate. So you don't want you do not want your children to watch mom consistently get to a place where she's on the edge and she's constantly at a place of burnout and not knowing how to to take 
assessment of what she needs and what she feels and to proactively plan breaks for herself or to say, okay, you know what? I'm starting to get to a place where this is too much. So I'm going to give myself a self-care day. Your children watch from your modeling and you want your children to be able to do that same thing themselves, right? So even if you taking breaks, even if you're taking steps back, you're act, you are actively teaching and modeling to your children, but they need to know to be self-sufficient and healthy adults as well. So I hope that that reframe helps you that you're not actually leaving your children, that you're not abandoning them, but you're actually guiding them still. You're still parenting them, even as you take care of yourself. And then the last reason why it can be really hard for us to take a break is if we don't have those hobbies. If we actually don't know what it looks like to have a full life outside of our work, outside of our commitments, outside of the obligations that we have for other people, if we don't actually know who we are and what we like and what brings us joy, of course we're going to spend our time going from thing to thing because otherwise we're bored. So I'm supposed to not work. I'm supposed to not do this project. I'm supposed to not keep volunteering. Then what do I do with my time, right? That, that is a very real thought and a real concern that many of us would have if we took out, if we took out all the things that are filling our time, we wouldn't quite know who we are. We wouldn't quite know what we like and what we would do if we weren't paid for it or if we weren't competing for it or if we didn't have to be the best. And so if that's you, I really want to encourage you to finally, at the place you are now, start to build some hobbies for yourself. What do you like to do outside of Netflix, right? Watching TV cannot be your only hobby. And if you're lucky enough to have a career or a profession that is built around the things that you love, first of all, congrats to you. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm so happy that you have that for yourself. And then also when you are done making that latest product or coaching that last client or making that latest lesson or doing that latest presentation or whatever it is that your business or career is built around, when you're off the clock, who are you? What do you do for fun? How do you play? How do you just relax and get present and get in touch with your body? What do you create? when someone's not asking you for it or someone's not paying you for it? Do you know what those things are? And if you do know what those things are and you've kind of taken a break from them, I really encourage you to pick them back up for you to re-engage with them. I think that would be really beautiful for you and probably bring you a lot of joy. So I started this podcast talking about the importance of taking breaks and I've kind of ended talking about hobbies, but it's important because hobbies and play and creation and pleasure and rest are all intertwined. You know, resting can and does a lot of time looks like look like just laying down and relaxing in bed or relaxing on the couch or on a hammock on a beach or uh, just looking at the sky at the park or, you know, those moments of quiet contemplation. But it also does look like when you're resting, these things you do for fun because resting at its core is really about how you're spending time with yourself. It's about building the relationship and connection that you have with yourself. And that happens by self-discovery. That happens by engaging in those quiet moments. 
and seeing how you talk to yourself and how you treat yourself and how you bring yourself pleasure and joy. And sometimes that pleasure and joy looks like resting your body and sometimes it looks like engaging it with your body. And sometimes it looks like needing to create something during those moments of rest, during those moments of peace when it's just you with you. So I hope if you got to the end of this episode, if you're one of my ladies who really needed to hear this topic and you got to the end of this episode, I do hope that you found it helpful, that it did put maybe a few things in perspective for yourself, that it is encouraging you to pull out your calendar and to plan your rest now, to be proactive about it. And I didn't say this fully earlier when I said to be aggressive about planning your vacation because the aggression is you're going to need to be aggressive against your own self-bias where it may be hard for you to want to put this down. You're going to want to be aggressive around all the other people and energies that are really going to try to fight against you having this vacation. I promise you there's going to be crises that come up. There's going to be projects at work that you're going to want to not step away from. There's going to be family obligations where people who are going to say, well, we really want you to be there. You're going to be tempted to move your vacation and you can't see the air quotes I'm doing, but you're going to be tempted to move your vacation only to find that there's no other time for you to move it to. And so you are going to have to be very protective around your time. If you're not making time for you, nobody else will. So you're the one who's in charge of this. If you want support in redirecting and restructuring this part of your life, that is what our planner is for. That's why I pulled from it. That's why I put it inside of this because I know how much women need to have this as a direct focus instead of a nice to have. Like this really has to be a foundational part of how you relate to yourself because it guides your boundaries and how you engage with other people as well. So You can get the planner by going to thelovedwoman.co or going to our website, blackgirlsheal.org and clicking shop our planners at the top and you can get yours. If you attempted to order yours last time and you got a shipping error saying we don't ship to your location, which we've been shipping internationally, we've been shipping all across the world, we do ship to your location. So you can go ahead and try again. Um, We fixed that error that popped up as soon as the episode came out. So sorry about that. But you can go to thelovedwoman.co, again, .co, not .com, and order yours. And we will be coaching and I will be supporting women throughout the year for free as part of your purchase and resetting. So us getting together every quarter and us doing that work together and resetting our next three months together and what it looks like. Um, Because I really, 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 really wanted to have a practical way for us to engage in building our life around our relationships. So Um, I hope that you enjoy it. I know that several of you have already gotten yours and you're loving it already. Um, And go ahead and spend some time on the pre-work. It's really going to involve you doing a lot of self-reflection about your relationships, about the status of your relationships, about the people who are available and unavailable and how you want those relationships to grow and change throughout the year. Um, That was also very intentional so that this is a very real healing tool for you in addition to being an organizer (laughs) of all the things and all the goals that you have going on in your everyday life. So I hope that you find that helpful. And that's it for this episode, y'all. Make sure as always that you're taking care of yourselves, that you are resting, and I will see you in the next one. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.